are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday. It's time for some draft talk. Not necessarily players the Pelicans could draft, but maybe a couple of names they could trade for because did the lottery maybe create some more trade targets and I think there's potential that it might be then we're going to move on to the coaching search one name off the Pelicans list gone Ime Udoka took the job with the Boston Celtics we'll break down what it means for the Pelicans coaching search and then I'm going to play you a clip from the live Spotify green room show we had yesterday let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later. So the NBA draft lottery is set. It's done. We know the order. The Pelicans are picking 10th, and we're going to get into a ton of prospects there. We're working on a locked-on network mock draft right now, too. I just made the 10th selection in that one. No trades allowed, but I'd be looking to trade that pick if if it was one where it was, and we will have those later. And I'm going to do everything I can to move that in my power because I wasn't really thrilled with how this shook out. Meaning New Orleans really might not be in the best spot when it comes to 10. 10 sounds good, not actually that good in this draft. You'll be able to get a guy that can be on the team and maybe be a starter, but not a ton of upside, I think, potentially there. And that's not great, you know, for New Orleans. They just need someone who's better now. And you're not really going to get that. You're going to get someone potentially if they have upside with a lot of developmental time needed. So they're looking to probably trade the pick. So does that mean that it's going to be like CJ McCollum or bust? Like, is that kind of what it is? Maybe something along those lines. The 10th pick seems a little rich to give up for him, I think. Um, potentially. But I also do think that as poorly as the lottery kind of went for New Orleans yesterday, not moving up, at least not moving down, it it opened up a couple of other opportunities. Cleveland move up, moved up two spots to three where they're poised to select either Evan Mobley or Jalen Green. Like, one of those two, Right. And assuming Evan Mobley goes two to Houston, let's say, and they select Jalen Green, does that mean they need to move on from one of Darius Garland or Colin Sexton? And everyone seems to be speculating yes. So if they were going to move on from one of those, the guy would be Colin Sexton. Does that mean that maybe he's available for the 10th pick if Cleveland really wants to kind of go all in on youth? He could be. This is a guy that looked like an all-star at the beginning of last season is kind of a go-to score. He had a 40-point game that was kind of his big signature, and he's looked to be improving every year. It's just they're going to need to pay him somewhat soon, and maybe they're a little worried about that and not something that they really want to do. So could they potentially move a guy like that? He's got one more year on his rookie deal, so next season, and then you've got to look at potentially paying him. But last year, he averaged 24 points, 4.4 assists. He did it on 37% shooting from deep. He's a 38.5% shooter from deep for his career. All those numbers are pretty good. He did it on four and a half attempts per game last season. He shoots over 80% at the free throw line. He grabs a couple of rebounds. Um, He kind of is that, that scorer guy. You know, would he be better to pair in the backcourt maybe with Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram instead of Alonzo Ball? And I think he's proven more in his shorter career at this point than Lonzo Ball has. He's proven he can kind of be a go-to scorer. 
I don't hate the idea of using him out there. He's not great defensively, but he's a guy that can make big shots, isn't scared to kind of have the ball in his hand, and maybe adds another scoring element. And you need that in the backcourt, given how bad the backcourt was last year for New Orleans. The problem I, I see is potentially his usage rate is pretty high. At 27.2% for his career, it was almost 30% last season. Does that really work alongside Zion and B.I.? B.I., I think, can adjust, right? Like, we definitely saw that from him last year. But is adding a guy who almost needs to be kind of the primary scorer, the go-to guy on the team work? And I'm a little concerned about something like that. But it could mean there are potentially options there. And maybe this draft lottery really started to open some things up. Um, and so I think that's where you also want to start to look at it. You know, Detroit landing the number one overall pick. You know, are they more interested in going full on youth movement and building around Cade Cunningham? I think that, you know, that'd be the smart move, right? Does Jeremy Grant fit that timeline anymore for them? If you can get another top 10 pick in this draft where you can get another role player, let's say, is that better than paying Jeremy Grant all of that money? Might, might be. I'm not sure. You know, you still got to have some guys on your team. You can't go full on youth. But would they be willing to move a Jeremy Grant now that they nabbed the number one overall pick and say they were at four or five or something like that? Would they have then been willing to move him? No, probably not. But now you've got kind of a franchise altering player, which you did not necessarily have before. I think that's kind of appealing. Go get in on the youth. Take your time to kind of grow these guys on the same timeline, which Jeremy Grant doesn't fit. So maybe New Orleans can be aggressive and go get a guy like that who's now on the Team USA team. I think that makes a lot of sense. He's a guy that would fit perfectly here in New Orleans. Guards multiple positions. He's proven that he can be a scorer. I don't think he'd like it. He likes being the number one option. But that kind of lottery changed the trajectory of that franchise and what they were planning on doing, I think. So maybe he does want out, knowing that they're going to be giving the ball to Cade Cunningham and doing all of that stuff. So I think there's potential that the lottery, even if it wasn't the ideal situation for New Orleans in terms of their pick moving up, maybe it opened some things up a little bit more, and that's only going to be a good thing because I do think a number of these teams are looking to get rid of their first-round picks, like the Golden State Warriors, like the Sacramento Kings, alongside New Orleans. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's time for the ultra moment of the week. This wasn't a really tough choice. It's all about what makes you happy, brings you joy, a moment filled with enjoyment. It was so clearly the DeAndre Ayton alley-oop dunk from the inbound to win the game for the Phoenix Suns. I've been loving these playoffs. The ratings are like through the roof for them right now. You have compelling games, great storylines, players stepping up. It's it's kind of like the perfect combination. We don't really need to care about too much about the ratings. That 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 whole stuff has been overblown and overplayed. But these are just fun. Like this is really fun to just sit down and watch these games unless you're watching the Bucks. They make me kind of sad at times. Man, that game between the Clippers and the Suns, we did a whole segment on it the other day, and I rewatched that play like eight or nine times today, ten times. So much fun. It's really only worth it if you enjoy it. I wasn't just going to stay up to watch that for no reason. I was enthralled with the game. I didn't get to record Locked on Pelicans to wait later when I normally would have started recording during that fourth quarter, but I was like glued to my couch to watch the end of that game. It's really only worth it if you enjoy it, and I enjoyed the heck out of that game in that final moment, and at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can enjoy a Michelob Ultra because as they say, joy creates success, and enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game, and we are having so much fun watching these NBA playoffs and you should be too and maybe as well have a Michelob Ultra with you.
All right, so a little bit of news on the Pelicans coaching search. One person that they would have been interested in is no longer on the board, and that is because the Boston Celtics hired Ime Udoka, assistant coach for the Brooklyn Nets. It's a guy I was pretty high on. I talked about him in the podcast I did where we looked at six, kind of seven potential uh, Pelicans head coaches and he was high up on that list there's been some really great work done with the Brooklyn Nets over the past couple of years I think and he's kind of been right there in the mix of it he's also a pop disciple clearly able to connect with people and you've heard you heard pop say a couple of things about him that really kind of like open your eyes I think to a certain degree where he just said he's a great teacher of the game he's so authentic that players really gravitate towards him they really seem to listen and pop Popovich has said there'll be a couple of times where I wanted him I wanted him to go and work with a player with Tim Duncan with Ginobili with Deontay Murray or someone like that because or with Patty Mills I should say because he would have done a better job than than Popovich would have I, I love hearing that that is like flowing praise glowing praise for a guy like Udoka who should do a wonderful job I think with the Boston Celtics they needed like a fresh start, like someone completely removed from their organization to bring it, be a really new voice. And I think that is a really smart and a really good hire for the Celtics. Unfortunately for the Pelicans, he's out of the running. It sounds like they kind of zeroed in on him somewhat soon off the bat. And it seemed like he was going to kind of be destined for a head coaching job sooner rather than later. Partially some of the advantage of, of kind of taking care of business with this, I guess, sooner rather than later with the Pelicans being the most recent team to kind of part ways with their head coach, unless you really count the Wizards and whatever. So he's out of there. We've heard reports of the front runners being Charles Lee and a guy like Jock Vaughn. You know, I when I look at a guy like Jock Vaughn, and I talked about this on WDSU with Fletcher and Sharif, you know, I see a lot of, or there's potential, I should say, for Jacques Vaughn to kind of be the next Monty Williams. Monty, who, after getting fired by New Orleans, was an assistant for a little bit, clearly grew as a head coach. I've talked to a lot of people kind of who cover the Phoenix Suns, and they've said he's really grown. He's much more of a player's coach. He's much more personable than he was before while retaining kind of all of his best qualities. You love hearing that, right? Like, it's revisionist history to go and be like, they shouldn't have fired him. The, the, the team at the time should have fired Monty Williams. I like, truly, truly believe that. He needed to ha- be fired to kind of grow into the person that he is today. So you look at Jacques Vaughn, who, yes, was a former head coach with the Orlando Magic. It did not go well there. They got the interim gig the past year with the Nets, took them to the playoffs. They did a good job there. They overachieved because of that. You've got to wonder if there's kind of a situation of, cool, he was a head coach. He was fired. He's learned his lessons from that, and he knows how to be a better head coach next time. I kind of, you know, that's the best case scenario. It's tough to not be really intrigued by someone like that who's gone through something like that particularly with the success that we're seeing happen in Phoenix with the Suns who look dominant right now they have Chris Paul coming back too like they should sweep this series it almost feels like it won't happen but they should you know I've seen people look at that and say oh it's a retread and things like that not quite the same I think as Stan Van Gundy who had been you know head coach three different spots and one of you know one of these with the Orlando Magic at the time when John Vaughn was there, they've been a bit of a disaster for a while. If he's learned from that and can improve from that, and coaches do, I feel pretty good about that. And then Charles Lee's obviously someone who made it pretty far in the coaching search last year. But you you watch the Bucks, 
Oh, like this, this is Coach Budenholzer, but man, do uh, I'm watching this game right now, and they're just letting Trey Young do whatever Trey Young wants, and it's just so weird to me. And he's part of that, which going to take some of the shine off him, I think, a little bit. But it sounds like from the reports, and I've, as I said as much in my show on Friday, those two are the front runners. But one of the big names that the Pelicans could have and should have looked at is off the board right now. But maybe it's another Nets assistant coach that could be in line to be the next Pelicans head coach. All right, next, we're going to play a clip from the live show we did on Spotify Green Room, formerly Locker Room, coming up next. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. With all the different makes and models out there, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock any or all of the parts you need. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions that really goes nowhere, and they're just going to say, here's what I can give you, here's what I can do. They're going to, You're going to have to take the part from them, and you're going to have to pay the price that they're going to tell you you're going to have to pay because you're kind of captive in there. You don't really need to deal with that because you have computers at home and in your pocket with access to rockauto.com. Save time and money when using rockauto.com because their catalog is so easy. You just get online, choose the make, model, year of your car, and you can see all the parts available. You can get the different ones you want. Do you want the super kind of expensive racing parts? Do you just need something that'll get you through the day? All of that, you have those options. It's great. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for this? for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. No need to. RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The playoffs are super duper fun right now. Do you see? Did you see what Trey Young did last night? Do you want to bet on how many points he's going to score in a game in this series against the Milwaukee Bucks? You do. Because we know it's going to be a lot. And you can do that over at betonline.ag. In fact, you can bet on basically any sport, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. You don't want to sit on these sidelines anymore. These games are fun. Make them more interesting. Get into the game a little bit more as we get deeper into the NBA playoffs. So head to the website using your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you go to betonline.ag and use promo code locked on. That is promo code locked on over at betonline.ag for free money. You've won a bet. You haven't even done anything just yet. Imagine how well you're going to do over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, wrapping up today's show, want to play a clip from the live Spotify Green Room chat we had yesterday. Again, I do these every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central, unless I'm out of town, which might be once or twice. But basically, we do these once a week. They're a lot of fun. They're really interactive. We had a bunch of people in there this past time. You can talk to me, ask me your questions you want. Um, I've got questions for all of you in there, too. It's a way to interact with you all. It's live sports talk radio. It's very, very cool. Hopefully, you can download the app. Join me next week when we do it if you missed it this week but I want to play a clip from what I thought was a pretty good question kind of on how the Pelicans want to approach their coaching search at the same time with the coaching search um, does the candidate that you think you're going to be selecting in terms of how they like to put a team together play into the mind of David Griffin or David Griffin just saying I'm putting a team together and whoever's coming is you know they're they're gonna have to figure it out with what I what I give them you know, it's a good question. I think it's more of the latter on that part when it comes to the coaching search, particularly if they go the assistant coaching route. You know, there's not necessarily a blueprint on how that guy or, or lady 
is going to want a team to look and to kind of be built up. They might have tendencies for how they coach, but overall it's not like an Alvin Gentry thing where it's like, that dude is going to play fast, so you better put a fast team around him. If you put a slow team around him, it's going to be a failure. I think it's a little bit different here, and you would hope that whatever coach they hire kind of gets that and is going to need to be kind of malleable. Also because, look, they're going to turn this roster over a bunch, I think, over the next couple of years, or at least they, they freaking should. So when you look at that, you know, you better have someone who doesn't just subscribe to one style, and I think they kind of go with someone who is open to doing whatever. And as I've said repeatedly for the past week now, or a week out from the Stan Van Gundy news, look, you, you just got to hire someone that connects with, with Zion and BI. I, I don't really care about the X's and O's and other stuff like that. That can kind of get sorted out. If you get someone who does that, they're going to try and figure out the best way to use these players on the team and coach them to that. And I think that's kind of the big thing. In terms of the trade, you know, look, it, it'll send a message to Zion and his family if you move that pick. And I think that's an important thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm still worried about this. Till he signs an extension, I'm going to be worried about this because if there was ever a player that wouldn't do this, you know, it's, it's Zion. And if they don't win next year, is he looking at this like, I'm just never going to win here. AD wasn't able to really do it. Chris Paul wasn't able to do it. Maybe it's just better to, to kind of get out in some capacity. And I'd like to avoid that situation. Um, but you probably, like, you'd need to package a number of assets. I don't think the 10th pick in this draft is particularly great. It's deep, this draft is deep in the sense that, you know, eight to, you're going to get a similar player at eight that you would at 18, I think. But it's not like it's one of those guys in the top. So that's where it just kind of gets interesting with all of this, I think. Interesting. All right. And do you, do you, do you feel that there's, you know, there's a couple of ways I think in my mind that I'm looking at uh, how Zion looks at his future. Like, does he want to team up with people that he's friends with? Um, and is that mutually exclusive from him wanting to win a championship? So if it, I had to guess, it's, it's win. Like if I had okay. to guess it's he wants to win, you know, I, I think the friends thing can be kind of overrated. We've seen that doesn't really work out. Right. We've seen teams trade for like, trying to keep their star player. They trade for one of his like best friends in the league and it just never worked out. And then that dude bolts anyway. So because right. of that, I don't think he's going to look at that. He wants to start building a legacy. The only way you do that is win, win and go deep into the playoffs and win a title. He's going to go wherever he thinks he can do it. This dude is so marketable. You could put him anywhere. And I think he'd still be getting endorsements and things like that. You want a title, you know, that stuff's that I think. So that's just part of a conversation that went all sorts of different directions and had some great info in there. I always give a little bit of inside info where I can in these where they're a little bit more informal and it's a lot more fun. Also, I'm going to steal a segment um, from Ford who was in there too. had a great idea. I'm going to use that at some point as well. Um, probably Maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Um, so it's great. So I appreciate everyone who stopped by. I hope you can make it to next week's Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. And that's where we're going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Tell a friend and leave a five-star review with a comment. And as always, I'll be back with you all tomorrow.